On this episode of Money with Friends, movie theaters are ripping you off as much as greedy airlines. That is the headline. But is that a fair statement? And really, guys, how much can popcorn cost? <laughs> There's a lot more drama to this story, even a plot twist. We'll break it down for you with our amazing and brilliant guest co-host, Danielle Town, author of Invested, and also co-host of the podcast by the same name, Invested with her dad, Phil Town. That and so much more on this edition of Money with Friends. Welcome everyone to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel from the Financial Grown Up podcast coming to you from my very grown up kitchen in New York City. And I'm Danielle Town of the Invested Book and Podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up investing office in Zurich, Switzerland. This, you're so exotic and just global, <laughs> Danielle. <laughs> All right, wait, we got to get back to the intro. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders like Danielle Town from across the financial landscape and apparently across the globe. We break them down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. And now you'll notice we're joining you on a day we normally don't, Wednesday. We do it for you six days a week, all in about 15 minutes. Emphasis on the about, right, Danielle? Yeah, we're definitely. trying. We're not good at meeting exact deadlines. Yeah, we're not that good on the exact deadlines, but we hope you enjoy the show. This episode of Money with Friends is sponsored by Tiller, your financial life in a spreadsheet automatically updated each day. Go to stackingbenjamins.com forward slash Tiller for a free trial and to support the show. And by the way, if you use that link, they do send us a little thank you and you get a little thank you because you get a longer trial period. You get two months instead of just one month. And Ooh. so that is a good thing. That's nice. Danielle, yes. this is your last show as a regular guest co-host but then you'll be part of our alumni well that's nice it's it's a very prestigious position and i very much appreciate it but i'm going to miss being here regularly because it's so much fun so i can't wait to chat about our story today Danielle was our original. You really were the number one original guest co-host because we tested the concept of having co-hosts with you under our old our old title. And so you were the very first. All the other co-hosts can thank me for having it be working well because ours went so well. Yes. Well, looking back now, just briefly, because we just promised 15 minutes. So very briefly, um, any thoughts on how you've influenced the show? Oh, well, I think we've been through many technical difficulties together. We have. It's actually been very educational for me about what I should be doing on my podcast. And I have learned so much from doing this show with you because my show is all about investing in public markets or in buildings or just generally like investing your extra money. And I don't tend to think too much about personal finance stuff. And so I've learned a lot about credit cards and savings accounts and um, and how we use investing in our regular life. So in our regular, really our regular viewers and listeners do know Danielle always comes extremely well prepared. She does a lot of preparation for the show and shares a lot of amazing wisdom with us. So we're so thankful that you were really the, you know, the pioneer. Ah, oh, thank you. That's and so uh, set the standard. You will, well, you will definitely come back. We will, we hope to have alumni. Maybe we'll do an alumni week at some point. We'll see. But uh, you are forever one of our money friends and uh, 
you will always hold the title of being the very, very, very first guest co-host on Money with Friends. So we, we, we thank you for that. I love it. Let's get to our headline. Who's going to kick us off? Hmm. This is Andy from Derby, Vermont. Headlines ripped from the financial press, only at Money with Friends. Our first headline comes to us from the New York Post, and it is, rip. Uh, let me see the beginning. Movie theaters are ripping you off as much as greedy airlines. It is by Johnny Oleksinski. Go for it, Danielle. All right. Please select your seat. Would you like more degrees of recline? How about a hot meal or early seating? Such choices were once the domain of increasingly greedy airlines, with pricey add-ons making the difference between a bare-bones flight and a bearable one. Oh, you want to bring your clothes to Bermuda? That'll be 30 bucks. Lately, the evil strategy of upcharging for the basics has crept into movie theater chains, desperate to compete with Netflix and chill. In New York especially, if you want quality, comfort, and convenience at the movies, better increase your line of credit. AMC and Regal Cinemas, with their duct tape seats and exhausted screens, basically acknowledge just how crummy their theaters are by charging as much as $6 extra for improved audio and video. If you plan on seeing, say, Angel Has Fallen at AMC Empire on 42nd Street this weekend, a traditional musty digital screening will run you a scarcely economical $16.49. While an AMC Dolby showing with 128 speakers and heated recliners goes for an outrageous $23.49. The special theater's chairs also feature, quote, seat rumblers that reverberate with the action. I've never gone to that movie like that. Never experienced that. Uh, And so the author says, I'd rather spend $3 to ride the C-train. Adding to the confusion, this theater also offers AMC Prime, premium economy, which priced at $22.49, so that's in the middle, suggests that it's slightly worse than Dolby. Then, in some cities, the chain also includes an enhanced 3D option, unfortunately named Big D. Similarly, at Regal, it's RPX Films, bigger screen, louder sound, costs $23.15 versus the normal $17.15. Other Regal choices include Real, 4DX, and ScreenX. It's becoming excessive. And he's got this the giant writer, X. And this writer cracks me up. Oh my God. Up. Yes, this writer really. Like, and I can't wait to hear what our audience has to say about whether they think movies are too expensive. But <laughs> go on, Daniel. All right. All right. Take concessions. Popcorn and candy at the movies have always cost too much. Remember your mom smuggling Twizzlers in her purse? Question mark. Uh, yes, this is me. Yes, I, I still do that. But these days, you have to pony up just to get your snacks at a reasonable time. AMC Stubbs Premier members pay $15 a year to get into priority concession lanes with a dedicated cash register, while we plebes wait 20 minutes to spend $9 on a Coke. Okay, this is crazy, Bobby. This is it's so, so offensive. Expensive. <laughs> It's expensive and offensive. And excessive with an X. Yes, as the writer says, he spells excessive, X-C-E-S-S-I-V-E. I don't even, I mean, what, what are movies like over there in, in Zurich, where you are? Uh, frankly, they're not great. The, the theaters are not anything like the ones in New York. They're um, small and 
no seats that vibrate. So I have yet to have a seat that vibrates, but, okay. but, I, mean, but I, I guess I don't pony up the big bucks. In Switzerland is expensive. So I think they're probably around these prices. You can go to like the fancy movie theater and get a, you know, served at your seat kind of situation. And I think that's like 50 bucks. Oh my goodness. So I, I wanted to rant about overpriced but Danielle's not helping the case because the European prices are apparently higher. Well, yeah. So the, the answer in Switzerland is always the prices are higher here. But I think um, in the U.S. in those theaters, I mean, if you have, it's one thing to think about just yourself. But if you have, let's say, a family of four and you go out for the evening and it's roughly $25 a person, you just spent 100 bucks just to walk in and then... Yeah, to like make it kind of fun and special, you want to get popcorn and something mm-hmm. to drink. And so that's another, let's say, 40 bucks for four people. And you're at 140 bucks and all you've done is go to the movies. And that's the point where people say, OK, we're just going to stay home because that's crazy. Yeah, I agree. Because the truth is, everyone everyone listening to this is saying, well, Netflix is about 14 bucks a month, I think, at most for the family plan. I think you can even get it cheaper. So that's less than one ticket. And the things that I find most upsetting here is the idea that there's actually two lines, two lines just to buy the overpriced food. I have not encountered that yet, but I don't know that I would pay for that. That reminds me of amusement parks where you can buy the speed pass. It just seems ridiculous. And, and the, yeah, and the author, you know, he's making a comparison to the airlines. So I guess I want to talk about that. The airlines started creating situations where they are forcing people to pay for services that they used to get, quote, for free, and even for things they didn't know that they wanted. So so airlines, they, I believe many of them charge for early boarding. You're getting the same seat. You're getting to the destination the same time. You're not getting any more food in many cases. You just get to get on earlier. Now you're paying to go on the faster line to buy the food. It's the same food. I presume it's the same prices. Maybe you get a discount if you have that pass as well. But it's these are things that it never would have occurred to us to pay more for. Even, oh. I mean, the, the, the differences in the seats and the, these different things. And, and look, you can be positive and be like, well, at least they're finding ways to increase their revenue so that they can stay in business. I don't know that this is not going to backfire. Oh, I think it is. And I mean, they're, the, the worst part is, and this guy, the, the writer points it out, is that they're charging for what they're charging extra for what they should be providing for the normal price, which is a fantastic screen and great sound and a comfortable place to sit. That's what you pay for when you go to the movies. What you get that's different from being home is a huge screen that's great and better sound and a comfortable seat. And so the fact that they're putting this up as though like they have this like premium offering and so everything else is just not premium is, as you said, basic economy, it does not make them look good. This is not a good marketing system. No. And the few times that I've been to the movies recently with my son to see um, a kid's movie, the theaters have been relatively empty, I would say. Yeah. Now, maybe we weren't going at the prime time and so on because he's a child, although those are children's movies. But they have not been sold out. And maybe they just feel to even just stay in business, they have to charge more money per seat. But as I said earlier, I do think that it can backfire. I don't know. You know, look, I don't have the data on airlines. They will charge. They'll try to get you when you're choosing your seat to pay an extra what seems like not that much money, let's say 20, 30 bucks to be in a seat with a little bit more leg room, which we never knew we 
had a choice about until the last few years. And suddenly there's all these little micro improvements. Instead of saying it's this price for, for coach and then this massively bigger price for business class, there's all these incremental revenue steps that they can use. So you may not want to make the huge jump to pay triple for a business class or first class seat, but maybe you would be, well, maybe I should spend 30 bucks to be in you know, economy comfort instead of economy or to be at the front of the plane instead of the back of the plane or to have a window seat. I mean, now they'll even charge for a guaranteed window or aisle seat instead of just saying, you know, we're all equal. So they're finding incremental ways similarly in the movies to boost revenue. As a consumer, you have to decide is that incremental thing worth it because it does play a different psychological game. If you have that huge jump to first class, that's easier to resist very often because it's just too much. But if it's like, well, it's only $10 more for a little more legroom, it's only, I mean, think about it, the difference between the Dolby at this and the next level down, the AMC Prime versus AMC Dolby is only $1. So to you, that's $1. And there may be like, well, why not just pay the $1 more? Yeah. And the thing is, what happens is you do that once or maybe twice and you sort of go home and realize how much you spent and you sort of internally decide, was that experience worth that amount of money? And if it was, then you'll go back and do it again. And what airlines have done a really good job at is figuring out where that sweet spot is of how much we're willing to pay for that window seat or for that slightly more roomy seat or for that early boarding. And they're making it work. I'm not sure the movie theaters have found that sweet spot yet. And in fact, I'm not sure they're going to because I don't know if people are really going to the movies that much anymore. It's, it's not a growing business. So I think they're really trying to bring an in income where they can, but I'm not sure it's a good long-term play for this business that's going out. We have, uh, we do tape this show live on Facebook with a live audience. So we, love to hear their comments and include them in the show. We have here one by Kimberly. You want to read it, Danielle? Yeah, Kimberly says, go out to eat before a movie and then you won't need to buy all the overpriced food. Spend the 25 bucks on food and not just popcorn. Yeah, great point, Kimberly. Ignore the concession stand. You don't need to eat the, uh, (laughs) what I always get is peanut M&Ms. You don't need to eat the peanut M&Ms. And uh, you can bring water in your purse. I don't even know if that's allowed, but that's what I do. I think that it's not allowed, but I do it. I bring in food for my children. Whenever we've gone to the movies, I always have a snack bag in my, I'm that person, I have a snack bag in my purse. And I have to say, I think years ago, they would really, really actively try to fight that, but no one has looked in my purse or checked in memory um, anytime recently. So I think that they've kind of decided to turn at least the theaters that we attend to turn a blind eye to that. As long as you're reasonably discreet with your food, because they do know that it is excessive. And I think the employees, I don't know if they're supposed to be checking and they just kind of choose not to because they know, but I definitely am a big proponent of uh, just do what you want. Bring in, bring in yeah. your food. Let them stop you, really. Um, well, I like to bring in some healthy snacks because I don't want to eat that salty theater popcorn. I know some people love the theater popcorn obsessively, but to me, it's so salty. So I'll bring in my skinny pop in a little bag and secretly have that. Sorry, movie theaters. So you are in Zurich. I am in New York, but we have Kevin in Mexico. You want to read this one? Kevin says, I'm good with prices here in Mexico, around $4 for an adult ticket, and concessions are about the price of a regular lunch. 
real food available too. That sounds really good. Four dollars per ticket. Wow. Yeah. See now for four dollars a ticket, you don't have you you just go. You don't have to think about that. It's a fun afternoon or evening out. Exactly. Um, any final thoughts before we should we read any more of this? We got to wrap up in a minute. Um, well, one thing they say, Bobby, is that theaters in New York are starting to do reserve seating ahead of time. And this writer really doesn't like that. But I have to say, we do that here in Zurich. It's all reserve seating, which was a huge shock to me when I first got here, because you have to choose your seats when you buy your tickets online. And what it means is that you can't just sort of spur the minute go with different friends because you'll end up seated in different places around the theater. So you have to plan ahead a little, which Swiss people are very good at, but New Yorkers are a little less good at. Yeah, the other can, weird oh, thing oh, about movie theaters is that they have an intermission in the middle of the movie. Like this is like 1950s old school intermission. They cut off the movie right in the middle. It's not even at a good point. It's just like, in the middle of a sentence, the movie just stops and this thing comes up on the screen that says, well, it says it in German. So whatever it is in German. (laughs) And like the music comes on and you get 10 minutes to go to the bathroom or get more food or get a drink. And uh, at first I thought it was so weird and I really didn't like it. And now I'm like, yay, intermission. I get to go to the bathroom or get some water. And I've gotten all used to it. I like that idea because they, they like some places they say free refills of the soda. So even if it's $9, but it's a free refill. Come on. When are you doing that? You're really going to leave. And then what if you don't have the fast pass for the line and you have to wait there and you're missing your movie. So that never happens. The part is nobody ever climbs over you to go to the bathroom in the middle of the movie because everybody knows the intermission is coming. Exactly. Final note from the story. According to Comscore, cinema receipts are down 10% from last year. And there you have it. Before we get to takeaways, we just want to talk about Tiller because Tiller is the sponsor of this episode of Money with Friends. Tiller allows you to manage your money 10 times faster in a spreadsheet, the only service that connects your banks to Google Sheets and Excel with your daily spending, transactions, and balances. And unlike financial apps that force you to compromise, spreadsheets are fully customizable for your needs. Don't you feel special when people customize everything just for you? I feel like it's appropriate. You just connect your banks once to see your transactions automatically updated each day. Basically, once it is set up, you don't have to do anything. Go to stackingbenjamins.com forward slash chiller for more info and a free trial. And a reminder, it is on the Stacking Benjamins website because Money with Friends is part of the Stacking Benjamins family of podcasts. And if you do sign up, they will send us a small thank you and help to support the show, which we truly appreciate. Danielle. It's time for takeaways. I'm going to let you have the last word, so I'm going to quickly do mine. I'm going to get emotional. This is your last regular show with us. All right, here is my my takeaway. Economics should be about supply and demand, but in this case, the movie theaters are responding to lower demand with something that could very well hurt their demand even more. Many people are already just as happy to stay home and watch Netflix, which you can get an entire month of with access on many screens for less than the cost of one movie. Upping the quality is all well and good, but these prices are not helping. Yes, people may come in for a big action movie, but movies as an everyday activity, as a family everyday activity especially, as has been done at many major league sports, may never recover. Because a lot of major league sports, you guys may know, have gotten excessively expensive. So this could go the way of that, where you have empty seats 
that it's just very sad because they're just too expensive. And my final note is I am still smuggling in food. <laughs> I think that's a great point. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a sad sort of lovely pastime that's going away. And so my takeaway is along those lines, it's tough to be in the horse and carriage business at the time of the Model T. It's tough to be in the typewriter business at the time of the computer. It's tough to be in any dying business. And this business is, as you said, maybe not recovering. Movie companies, I think by these prices, we can see are desperate. And to me, this is a great way as an investor of seeing more than just a consumer of, oh, I don't want to pay those prices for one movie, but also seeing kind of behind the curtain at this company and seeing why would they be charging this much? What is going on with this business that is forcing them to try this out on us consumers? Either they're getting too many customers, and we know that's probably not true, or they're desperate for more income, and they're willing to lose customers to hopefully still raise that revenue. Um, so as an investor, it's a very interesting thing to look at and observe for the future. You have set a very high bar, Danielle Town. <laughs> thank you, my dear. It has been a privilege and a pleasure, and I love your audience, and thank you, everybody, for listening. And thank you to all of our audience. Thank you. Our Kelly watching here in our, in our audience says... Intermission would be great with kids, especially if you're with small children and excellent closing ladies. Love this. Thank you, Kelly. We really appreciate you. We love our whole audience. Please continue to join us on our Facebook lives. You can always find out more about those on our webpage, which is moneywithfriendspodcast.com and on our socials, which is at, at moneywithfriendspod on both Instagram and on Twitter. Danielle, like I said, you are the first. You will always hold that title. We can't thank you enough. Thank you so much, everybody. And we'll make sure to get Danielle back as much as we can get on her schedule. Thanks, everyone, for being part of this edition of Money with Friends. We'll see you next time. Bye. This show is created and hosted by Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Our engineer is the amazing Steve Stewart. And for a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other video or podcast without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with a real episode of Money with Friends. <laughs>